Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Along Came a Writer Network. Opinions expressed in our shows do not necessarily reflect those of the network. The Along Came a Writer Blog Talk Network. Uh, today, I'm going to be chatting with C. Kevin Thompson. Uh, we have two topics, actually. Uh, one about the importance of writing, of writing critique groups, and then uh, we're, I'm going to introduce you to Kevin's books. Uh, Kevin is a husband, a father. A grandfather and a kid at heart. I like that because I'm a great grandmother and I'm still a kid at heart. Often referred to as crazy by his grandchildren, it's only because he is. He's a writer. Need he say more? Book four of his Blake Meyer thriller series, When the Clock Strikes 14, is due to be released within the next couple of weeks. Uh, The book cover reveal should be any day now. His debut novel, The Serpent's Grasp, won the 2013 CELA Award for First Fiction. That's cool. Uh, I had I won for historical, and then I uh, the second book in my series took second place for uh, historical romance at the, for the CELA. I, I was real pleased to win that, and I'm sure you were too. Uh, his, I sure was. The first novel in his Blake Myers series, 30 Days Hath Revenge, won the silver medal in the 2013 Reader's Favorite competition for the Christian fiction category. And those are only two novels he has submitted, are, are the only two novels he's submitted for consideration in contests so far. He also has another standalone suspense novel coming out in January 2020. It's titled The Letters. And then books five and six of the Blake Meyer series will be out at the end of this year and early fall of 2020. Kevin is a huge fan of the TV series 24. You know, I never watched that one. The Blacklist, uh, Blue Bloods, we watched that. NCIS, we watched that. <laughs> Criminal Minds, Broadchurch, Shetland, Hinterland, and Wallander. He loves anything to do with Star Trek, and we did too, and is a Sherlock Holmes fanatic. It's quite elementary, actually, despite the fact that you will never catch him wearing a deerstalker. (laughs) So, Kevin, uh, when I asked for information, I forgot to tell you that we'd like to know how our listeners can find you on on the Internet. Uh, Well, they can find me at... uh... Yeah, they can find me at uh, ckevinthompson.com, and um, they can also find me as C. Kevin Thompson on uh, Facebook. Uh, there's an author page that they can go. If they go to my website, it's <clears throat> it's on there. And then also they can find me on Goodreads under C. Kevin Thompson. I just started an Instagram account under that same uh, uh, label. 
and then also mm-hmm. Twitter uh, at ckevinthompson.com. Um, those are, and then I have cool. a blog. Have to, it's all tied to, that's all tied to my website. Yeah, I'll have to find you in um, uh, friend and follow and all that kind of thing. Uh, you need, you ought to go to BookBub, BookBub.com. I have one on there as well. Oh, do yeah. you? You you have oh well, good yes, because I, I should, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm on I'm on uh, BookBub have an author uh, thing on BookBub and you know you mm-hmm. can go and uh, recommend the books you read and uh, it, when you do that it goes to a lot of more readers than uh, some of the other places. Okay, well, I definitely need to take advantage of that. Uh, I've been doing yeah. it, but I haven't been doing it as much as I probably should. You know, it's yeah, time, time if, you, if you, if you, BookBub says if you recommend books two or three times a month, you you will get a lot, you know, uh, a lot more promotion. It it builds okay. up. Okay, when when I the reason I scheduled you here on the show is I was trying to find someone to discuss. <laughs> A writing critique groups, and you were the first one that contacted mm-hmm. me. How many critique groups have you been in? Uh, I've been in uh, actually. Uh, I've been in four. Um, the uh-huh. first initial one that I was ever in was back <clears throat> in the uh, like uh, early two thousands, and it was actually a kind of a modified uh, was it S W B C I group. Um, they had a lot of children's authors and uh, children's books and, and YA and that kind of thing. And I was just getting my feet wet at that time. And so made a lot of friends there, but I kind of figured out that that wasn't the group I really needed to be in. So <laughs> I attended that for about a year. <clears throat> and then uh, then I kind of went away from that for a little while and was looking for some other groups. And then I started attending uh, the Florida Christian Writers Conference, and it was there <clears throat> that I met um, – at the time was Mark Hancock. Uh, he was that was his uh, I think his first conference as well, and uh, we met up and started an online group. And uh, there was a, about I don't know seven or eight of us that that started that group together, and we did that for about a year. And as many online groups are, they fizzle, and uh, just you know pressures of life getting in the way. And yeah. so uh, <clears throat> we did that for a little while, and then. Uh, then Mark contacted me and said, hey, I'm starting a group uh, over here in Volusia County, uh, close to where uh, I live, and wanted to know if I would be a part of that. And so he and I and Dan Walsh and uh-huh. Donna Tinsley and, uh, yeah, and, and Donna Tinsley and um, – Oh, cool. Uh, Let's see who else. Uh, there was uh, Melissa Carpenter. We were all part of the group that started that. And uh, I was in that group for about um, between two and three years. The problem was is it was in Volusia County, and it was about 77 miles one way for me to drive. Yes. And it, got, it was on yes. a Monday night, and it got to be a bit too much, uh, you know, driving back and forth each month. And so uh, I was always wanting, you know, to start a group closer to home. And so uh, a couple years later, I did that, and I started a, a group here in Lake County, and um, we presently have about 12 members, and we're all affiliated mm-hmm. with the same group um, that the Volusia County group is affiliated with. It's called Word Weavers International. 
and um, we have a Lake County group now that meets right here, <clears throat> close to where I live, and, uh, and cool. it has grown uh, organically, and and that's uh, kind of what I prayed about when we started it. It was uh, the lady and I, uh, Becky Joy Oaks, uh, she and I prayed about it for about a year, and said, okay, we're going to start it, <laughs> and it started small, and, and uh, uh, but it has grown, and we've added people, and it's a really, really great group, really good uh, group of people. Well, I have hosted a Rodders Critique group since the mid-1880s, 1980s. I write in the 1800s, a lot of books, since the 1980s, and it has been um, uh, a very fluid group. You know, I'll have a I'll have people come and because I don't like just go out and seek people. Uh, we, but I was talking about driving quite a ways. There's a there's a a lawyer who has started writing courtroom and uh, uh, law type of uh, romantic suspense. He's on his first book and he drives from Wichita Falls down to the the Metroplex to come to my group. He makes it about three, three, three times a month probably. Cause if he has, if he has a court date that, that, that day, he doesn't come down. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, his wife, they drive down and, and get a hotel room and, and then they go out to eat a lot. <laughs> Cause he said, y'all have, y'all have <laughs> restaurants. We don't have up there in Wichita Falls, <laughs> but um I've had oh gosh, I've had probably over a hundred authors who have become published after being in my critique group for a while, and, mm-hmm. and some come and some you know some go. It it, it changes over time. Uh, somebody will get published, and and you know how you have to you have to do a lot of marketing and all this kind of thing, and pretty soon right. they're real busy and don't make it. But then God brings someone else in, and uh, so I, and I like what happens because there's always at any given time in my critique group there's somebody who's good in grammar, <laughs> there's somebody who's good in plot holes, there's somebody who's good in uh, motivation. <clears throat> you know, we help each other. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. I still, I still don't send anything in without, uh, or, uh, or when I do indie publishing, I don't do it without it going through everything of it going through the critique group, because uh, we each help each other. And right. uh, is that how you found it to be? Uh, you know, <clears throat> pretty close. Um, I mean, I, I I like having my work in front of different people that I you know, feel like I can trust. And uh, that's part uh-huh. of the, the, the great part of our group, uh, you know, through Word Weavers, and I'm sure it's the same way through through your group, is, you know, we're all Christians and we all, you know, think and, and feel and, and believe the same way. And so uh, when we're reading things, we're kind of viewing it through the same lens, and that always uh-huh. helps. <clears throat> but, but I yes. like, like you said, you know, there's people there who, 
you know, some are very good at uh, at the grammar part, and some are very good at the plots and so forth, and you know, more uh, you know, lean towards description and that kind of thing. And and you've got some people that write nonfiction, you got some people that write fiction, and uh-huh. because we blend together, they kind of learn from each other uh, different things to to keep an eye out for and so forth. So it's uh, that part I really like uh, because I'm always catching things, and they're always catching things for me. And you know, and then you get to read other people's stuff too. And you get to help them. You get to, yes. uh, you know, and you talk about more. I'm sure it is the same at your group. And you know, we talk about more than just what we put down on a page. We also talk about, yes. you know, the, the, you know, the the business at hand and and you know different things that are going on. Like we just got done recently. I wasn't able to go this year. It was the first time in like eight or nine years that I wasn't able to go to the Florida Christian Writers Conference. But we had five people from our group that did go. And uh-huh. uh, it was really great to hear about, you know, their experiences and what yes. they were able to share and who they met with. And, you know, when they met with the editors and agents and so forth and, you know, the classes they took and the things that they learned. It was really cool to hear, you know, the things that were going on with them uh, in their, uh, you know, writer lives. Uh, lives and uh, that, was, that was good. Yeah. I I found uh, it's very interesting because – uh i've had the lord take over <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh one uh-huh, one day uh-huh. somebody needed copies and i have a my uh printer is also a copy machine and so i came mm-hmm. i came back to uh well, before i left i said i'll be right back and somebody said yeah when you get back you can pray for us and and uh, it was a different kind of uh, prayer request. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm, it wasn't mm-hmm. like just your opening prayer, that kind of thing. And so I went back and I made the copy. And so I went back. And while I was in here, I felt like the Lord told me, I want you to pray for every single person individually. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um <laughs> I, I have been, I'm involved in prayer ministry and all that kind of thing, but I like to know ahead of time so I can really prepare my heart for, you know, but, you know, he says be yeah. instant in season yeah. and out of season. And so right. I, I right. went in there and I said, Lynn, I'm sure you didn't mean it this way, but uh, I really feel like God would have me pray for each of you. And she said, oh, yeah. I knew that was what it was. I went, okay. <laughs> and so I start out and I'm thinking, okay, I can I can pray for their writing ministry and pray God's blessings on their writing ministry, you know, and that would be good. And, you know, it was with each person, God gave me something different about that person in their writing. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't, I didn't, when we were through, I, I couldn't tell you what I prayed for anybody. Uh, it was just it was mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And one of the ladies, she said, do you know what you prayed for me? And I said, no, not a clue. <laughs> and, and she said, you prayed and you said that there was that I was on, on the road I was on. There was a an open door and that I should step through that open door. Uh, yeah, that had to come from the Lord. I didn't know anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And she said, mm-hmm. "You know what? Mm-hmm. I have dreamed three nights in three nights in a row." 
I've dreamed about being on a road and there was an open door and Jesus mm-hmm. was on the other side of the door and I wouldn't step through it. Yep. And I, I just, <laughs> I just almost cried. I was like, thank you, Lord, that you took over because I didn't know yeah. that to do that. You know, it, mm-hmm. it was, it was a, a wonderful time. Yeah. I think <clears throat> authors who don't, find a critique group to be in even if I mean an online they have good online critique groups uh at ACFW you know and Mm -hmm. and then there there are local critique groups I know we have three or four here in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex that are all Christian there are others that aren't all Christian I I went to one that wasn't all Christian for two or three weeks and it just didn't it didn't help me because right. they didn't understand what I was writing. You know. Right. And we, so we've had some I, people join our group that were in that same boat. That they went to some other groups that weren't Christian and didn't you know, didn't have anything, you know, they weren't knocking those other groups. It's just that the people didn't understand yeah. what they were trying to write and as they tried to help them, they it was almost like they wanted to um, you know, de-Bible de or de-Christianize the writing yes. and make it yes. and make it sound more secular. And that was exactly the opposite of what the person was trying to accomplish. So they ended up, you know, trying our group out and they're like, this, oh man, this is great. This is exactly where I need to be. And they've been yeah. Well, have you had anyone in any of your groups who um, <laughs> tried, I mean, they're, they're critiquing, uh, changed your, changed the voice of the person they were critiquing. Now I've had that. I don't have anyone that way now, right now, but that's a, that's a problem because as we're critiquing, we have to understand that writer's heart, that writer's mm-hmm. voice, you know, right, and, uh, right. which, you we, know, which is are, word choices. Um, well, you know, we, uh, our, our our group um, there, there are some within Word Weaver. There's some distinct rules that we follow um, when it comes to critiquing, uh-huh. and um, and one of the one of the uh, distinct rules is that um, uh, when you are being critiqued, you basically zip it and listen, <laughs> and you let the other people you know to tell you what they think. And then the only time you would speak was if they have a clarifying question to ask or something that, uh, yeah. you know, they they really can't figure something out and they need you to clarify something. But other than that, you don't say anything because, you know, the, the tendency is to get into a defensive mode. And the idea behind the critiquing is to be open to what somebody may be saying that may be dead on and you need to listen. And instead of getting defensive, you just zip it and listen. And, right. Um, <clears throat> And, you know, and so we do that. And, and then, and then, you know, everybody else in the group, I mean, we, we all know, and we, we're experienced enough writers to, you know, help the others see the things we're trying to, to get at. And, and, you know, but yet we do mm-hmm. it in such a way where we're not trying to, you know, totally transform their writing to make it sound different. We're just trying to help them, you know, with certain phrasing or word choice, or maybe there's a hole, like, a hole in the plot or, or um, you know maybe there's just a different way to think about the scene. Um, we just in our, we just had a meeting this past <clears throat> Saturday. Uh, we j- typically meet on the second, and um, we just met this past Saturday, and we had a long discussion about 
Um, it was actually a conversation that I had um, about two years ago with Brian Bird when he was at the Florida Christian Writers Conference, and he and I, over, I forget, lunch or dinner, we got into a discussion about the difference between um, <clears throat> what he does, you know, looking through the camera lens, you know, filming uh-huh. who calls the heart and other things, you know, and when uh, we're writing novels and how, you know, he says, you all are lucky. You, you've got a bunch of things that you can do as novelists that we're not allowed to do as, as filmmakers. And uh-huh. so he says, what the camera sees is what you've got to work with, and that's it. And yeah. uh, so, you know, so he that discussion that we had, um, I was explaining all that to the group when we were talking about the particular um, his story that we had read by one of the members, and we were talking about that, you know, being able to see through the lens of a camera, um, and especially in this day and age with everybody being so visual with TV and videos uh-huh. and whatnot, that, that uh, you know, looking through that camera lens and being able to see that, what I call the movie screen of the mind, helps the novelist when you're writing down description and so forth to, you know, kind of see it through that camera lens so that the people can picture it in their mind and then wording yeah. it that way. And um, it, yeah. it makes it much more visual and much more easy for the reader to, to picture in their mind as they're, as they're reading along. So. Well, now, when, when I have a new person who wants to come to my critique group, I recommend that they come the first week without anything to critique and see if they, if they feel like that they can mesh with this group. And then um, I also tell new people that uh, the, that we're all trying to help them, and they don't have to agree with everything we say, say or mark on the paper, but uh, they can see where maybe someone doesn't understand what they're trying to say. And they can change the mm-hmm. wording in such a way that uh, because we come to it like a reader does. It's new to sure. us. And and I we have all kinds of genres <clears throat> in mind. I mean, we have mm-hmm. we have fantasy writers and we have uh, rom-com writers, you know, romance, romantic comedy writers. We have uh, mm-hmm. like the the legal guy and. You know, we just have a lot of different things going on. And uh, I yeah. told them, I said, I I don't take everything someone writes on my paper and change it. Right. But if right. there's if there's something I don't agree yeah. with, then I pray about it. Mm-hmm. Lord, why mm-hmm. did this person feel this way about what is right. being said? And that helps them. I said, I, I, I probably use... 85 to 90 percent of what they put on my paper, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. not I'm, all I'm of it. The same way. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't. I don't mm-hmm. want to uh, miss our our listeners finding out about your books, and I want to know about this book, The Letters, uh, mm-hmm. that's coming out soon. Soon. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you could tell us. Um, a little bit about your uh, Blake Myers series and then tell mm-hmm. us, because we have about six minutes left, and then something okay. about the letters. Okay. 
Um, well, my Blake Myers series, um, book four is about ready to come out. Um, and there's two more that are scheduled for uh, the series, and it'll be finished. It's a continuing series, so you think of it as one giant novel in six sections. Um, and it's kind of written along the lines of a of the series 24. So those that are out there that are familiar with that series, they kind of understand why I wrote it the way I wrote it. Um, uh-huh. But it was it, it, the series. It, it uh, to do with um, uh, supervisory special agent Blake Meyer, and um, he uh, uh, has pretty much at the beginning of the series. You know, he's pretty much said, "Okay, I've, I've done my bit for King and Country, and um, I want to kind of semi-retire. I've got a family now. I've got kids, and so forth. And you know, and he just wants to kind of change gears." And uh, something from his past, long before he was ever married, um, rears its ugly head and kind of sucks him back into that life that he's trying to leave behind. And um, Uh by the time you get to book four, um, a lot of things have happened, uh, but there's there's some terrorists that are using biological and economic – biological terrorism and economic espionage to uh, basically re uh, reestablish – um, uh, the financial markets and um, Blake's trying to stop that as well as trying to uh, save his family who were abducted at the beginning of book two and um, so the, the series is continuing on um, who, who, did your, and then, who did your covers for those that? your covers um, for your yeah actually those the covers were a kind of a, a it was me and um, uh, Elizabeth Kim, who is uh, uh, works for my agent Jim Hart. And uh-huh. uh, between her and me and um, and Jim, uh, we kind of came up with that <clears throat> with that um, design. That, that, those and, are uh, cool covers. Book, the, yeah, with each design, the uh, thank you. <laughs> um, the biological symbol becomes more intense. And that kind of goes uh-huh. along with the storyline as it becomes more and more intense as the story goes on. Uh, so, cool. But we wanted to, you know, wanted to have that branding, you know, that, that continuous um, yes. theme throughout. And uh, well, I thought, so, I like I like the covers. I, unfortunately, I'm sorry, I have not read your books yet. I've got them in my to be read pile <laughs> because okay, well, I I have that's, had that's the first step, right? <laughs> yeah, I've had a, so much. Like last year, I wrote three books from January 1st till the end of July. So you know how much reading I got done then. Yeah, right. Zilch. Well, I'm the same way. I've got so many books that I want to read, and I keep finding more I want to read, and I'll either get them or put them in my list of books to read, and and that list grows. I keep trying to run to catch up, and, you know, I keep falling falling behind, so – I get it. My, um, <laughs> my husband, we have books all over the house. He said, I, I should call this the Lena Nelson Dooley Library. <laughs> I said, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what I am, a writer. Okay, what is this yeah, new book, it. The Letters? The Letters. Um, it's a standalone. <clears throat> it's a, it's a, su- a suspense novel. Um, I, always, I joked around when I said when I was writing it that it's a, a paranormal inspirational suspense novel. Um, but it, it, it came out of a, um, a discussion that I had had with somebody. I can't remember now. It was a long time ago about you know, what happens when um, when a child is aborted, and uh, you know what happens to the child. And um, 
And so in that discussion with that person, um, it kind of coupled with some other thoughts that I had about, oh, the the world that we live in, uh, not just the physical world, but the spiritual world and how those two Uh worlds are are more connected than um, we as the Western world uh, would tend to admit. And uh, so out of that whole thing came the story. Uh, It's about Rachel Hamar. Um, She's a 35-year-old woman who uh, 20 years ago, uh, she had an abortion. And she's in the story story starts at the 20th anniversary, if you call it that, of Uh of that when she had her abortion. And during that 20 years, she's been miserable. Um, You know, she's she regretted her decision. Um, her friend has you know, tried to help her through it, uh, but all the while the friend was the one that actually kind of encouraged her to do it because of a family background thing that comes out of the book. And so during that time when she's uh, having remorse about that and then she loses her, her job that she has because of downsizing, at that time some letters start popping up in her mailbox. Yeah. And the first one uh, is just uh, scribbles on a we... page. We have less than a minute now, Kevin. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, anyway, I, would, it, I, I I think it's one. Of, it's it's going to be a book that a lot of people are going to like. Uh, it's set right. at Christmas, but it's not really about Christmas per se. So I think it's one that yeah. a lot of people are going to like. I, uh, you you know, I want to go ahead and feature these next. You know, the next two Blake and that one on my blog. You know that, right? Uh, I, I I'll be looking forward to it. Okay. Uh, I want to thank you for spending time with us. Uh, I think you and I could probably talk for an hour or so, don't you think? Oh, maybe, easy. I, maybe I should have. Maybe I should have made it an hour show. Uh, uh, listeners, be sure and look up uh, C. Kevin Thompson and find his books because you will love them. I've heard nothing but good things about his books. Thank you. 